0: Welcome back to the Dr. Supercoach podcast, our penultimate podcast for the year. Pistol, how are you doing? Not too
1: bad. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, not too bad, mate. I'm absolutely barnstorming in the ranks. uh, After such a tumultuous year, I'm going to finish top 10K for sure.
1: That is a decent finish after your terrible, terrible start. But on a side note, away from Supercoach for a second, how good was the football this weekend?
0: It was absolutely brilliant. Did you know, uh, I was reading a stat during the week, this is the first time in history that five uh, games in a single round have been decided by less than 10 points.
1: That is insane, but off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure in 1938 it actually happened as well.
0: I've got absolutely nothing for you, there, mate. <laughs> I, I haven't prepared for that one at all.
1: I did read that. Um, I, I heard that stat that you mentioned, and then someone proved it wrong. I'm pretty sure it was around in 1938, where uh, there was four games by one point and one other game that was also within the goal.
0: Yeah, right. Well, uh, I'll just take your word for it there, mate, because uh, I haven't got any info <laughs> on that one, mate. Uh, how How's it going with no trades? Are you you're still falling away?
1: I'm massively falling away, <laughs> just slowly, slowly. Just not, not working for me at all.
0: It's a, uh, You're going to take some lessons away from this year, do you think?
1: No, probably not. It's just <laughs> going to be keep trading until you have no trades again, and hopefully there's no injuries at the start and you end up with a couple more trades throughout the rest of the year.
0: Mate, I think you need to jump on the AFL Fantasy bandwagon just so you can get that little itch out of your system each week. You can just swap a couple players around on AFL Fantasy and you just don't have to worry about your Supercoach team. It just takes that little impulse away for you.
1: No, I'm, I'm too loyal. We're, we're going <laughs> to stick with Supercoach all the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, mate. We might as well jump straight into some teams. Um, not too many uh, fantastic changes this week, Pistol. I'll jump straight into West Coast and Hawks at Domain Stadium on Friday. That's going to be an absolute ripper. The flat-track bullies versus the uh, premiership favourites. Uh, not too many uh, uh, changes to be mentioned. Uh, Lewis Jetta finally coming back in with Jackson Nelson. Uh, Tom Barass and Simon Tunbridge are out. Obviously, uh, Nick Natnui uh, has been... Uh, the talk of the week after his, his last last gasp goal against the, uh, the Giants to get him up by a point pistol.
1: Oh, he's insane. He's just out of this world. For a Ruckman to do that especially, it's just phenomenal.
0: And basically, uh, after such a long layoff, he's just had a, a game or two just to um, come back and get ready for finals. And he's already uh, pulling off match-winning moves.
1: I can't wait. And I can't wait for finals, can't wait for this game. I mean, who do you think is going to win?
0: Uh, I am going to go... I think I've tipped West Coast.
1: I have as well, actually. So we're probably We've both wrong on something.
0: There. Yeah. Wow.
1: Very surprising.
0: Yeah, that is surprising. Uh, I think that's just because of the uh, flat track bully aspect and the fact that Nick Nat's bat It's amazing how much better that he makes that side.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. It adds like five goals per game to that side.
0: Yeah, Ryan Burton in for his second game for the Hawks as well on a uh, forward pocket. Um, let's jump into the uh, next game, Kangaroos and uh, the Swans, mate.
1: Yeah, so this one is in Bloodstone Arena, and Scott D. Thompson is back in for Kangaroos, who's probably sorely missed, and Ben Brown as well. For Swans, the big in is Kurt Tippett, is finally back after his long layoff. Um, although Sam Naismith is still in the side and named as the Ruck, which is good news for those... That were having him and been using him as loophole in cover with Nan and Curvis uh, to make way for Tippet. Kieran Jack's also out, so they lost a little bit of firepower. But Ben McLean comes straight in, which is not a bad replacement. So yeah, it's also going to be a great game, and looking forward to this one.
0: Yeah, uh, obviously the tripod has been omitted along with uh, first-year player Ryan Clark.
1: <laughs> that is true. The uh, the tripod has has unfortunately <laughs> missed. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's going to be a, a very interesting game at Blundstone Arena. It's it's quite a small windy ground, so it would be interesting um, the likes of Sydney Swans, who play at the SCG a fair bit in the weather up there, whether they can actually transfer uh, their form down there. I don't think it's going to be um, too much of a, a change to playing outside like they do in Sydney.
1: Yeah, to be honest, I want um, North Melbourne to lose just so that uh, Cal- uh, Carlton has to put in a good show against Melbourne. And then if Melbourne... Uh, Get over the line, then you've got a big final week where Melbourne could make finals potentially.
0: Uh, we're kind of jumping the gun here before we get we into are. captaincy options. Um, Blundstone Arena, Saturday afternoon against North Melbourne. Are any of the Sydney players relevant for captaincy options this week?
1: I think you can't. You can never discount Parker or Handbury because they seem to pull off good scores. Uh, basically, whoever they play against, it doesn't really matter. But there are other good options for some of the other matches, so I'm probably going to stay away.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm thinking along those lines as well. Um, we'll jump into Richmond and St Kilda. Uh, a fair few changes on both sides. Not many of them are actually Super Coach relevant. Um, Kane Lambert, Todd Elton. He's is actually in this time pistol. He's in for his first, uh, only his second game since 2012.
1: Yeah, it's been a long time waiting, but finally he's back. He's listed as a 131k defender if someone happens to have a trade and needs a downgrade option. Well, he's in. I don't think he's going to score very well, but at least he's playing.
0: He's played one game in four years, and he's not even rookie priced.
1: I'm not quite sure how that works, to be honest.
0: Yeah, no, me either. Um, Callum Moore comes in for his first game off the rookie list for Richmond. Uh, he's a, a, a tall forward, 193cm, I believe, uh, but he's uh, he's... Shots on goal accuracy hovers below 50%, which is way, way, way down on AFL standard.
1: Yeah, that's why Richmond are chasing Travis Cloak. So they're going to get some good <laughs> goal-kicking prowess into their side, hopefully, at the end of the year.
0: They're going to trade uh, David Asprey, I'm sure, even though he's resigned.
1: <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind that as calling <laughs> straight support. spot.
0: <laughs> it could be worse. On the... Uh, uh, Connor Menege back. I know JB is... Uh, He's happy is back. He's actually got cover on every line this week.
1: Yeah, there's some happy people, I'm sure, through that. And also, Anthony Miles is out. Probably should mention in case people have in their uh, draft teams. He's omitted.
0: Yeah, I think if you've got Anthony Miles, you're struggling anyhow. Um, <laughs> Jared Geary, uh, the American Holmes, and uh, Jack Leone. Uh, coming for the St Kilda thing.
1: Yep, and Tom Hickey is out. I think that's probably the big one. So Sean Hampson goes up against Jason Holmes in probably the biggest ruck battle of the round.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be certainly <laughs> exciting watching uh, uh, Richmond's uh, absolute guns in the Todd Elton and the Callum Moore and the Connor Manager type going against St Kilda. I think this is just going to be a whitewash, mate.
1: Uh, it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. I'm looking forward to the ruck bounces where they throw up the ball and both Holmes and Hampson just don't get a hit out
0: it has been all right this, this year. He's, no, he's, he's, actually... been, he's
1: been very good tap, Ruckman, but it's not quite the clash of the Giants.
0: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Uh, speaking of Giants, we might as well jump into uh, the Giants and Dockers at Spotless Stadium on Saturday, Arvo.
1: Yeah, that's a nice segue. Uh, got, got me by surprise there. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Hopper is actually back in for the Giants, which is big news for those that have had him on their bench since his 100 score in round one. Um, both Kennedys, Matthew and Adam, are out. I think that's... Sure, that's a stat that's pretty interesting, but can't be bothered going into it. <laughs> uh, Aaron Sandylands is out with a glute injury, and John Griffin is in replacing him. Matthew Pavlich is also rested, also known as they are definitely not trying to win this game, so let's just rest the big guys, and maybe they get to play at home next week. Um, and I think that's pretty much all for the Super Crunch Relevant players.
0: Yeah, really not very exciting. Uh, Super Pav being rested, uh, obviously, just so he's primed for his final uh, his farewell match.
1: Yeah, it's they're not going to do any damage to Giants at home. So, yeah, it's kind of a, a whitewash as well.
0: I think the Giants will come out and uh, be a little bit mad after losing to West Coast in a, a last-ditch effort. I think they might absolutely just obliterate the Dockers out of that pure anger.
1: Yeah, I'm predicting something similar. Can we expect Heath Shaw
0: to actually pull his finger out and start scoring some decent numbers?
1: I'm going to say no, just because he's let me down so many times in the last couple of weeks. Uh, He's not in very good form whatsoever, but, you know, maybe he'll get a small 100. I'm not expecting one of these spotless stadium 200-point scores or anything like that.
0: He's got an average over the last five rounds of 89.8.
1: It's not even... It's like D6 worthy, and some of us paid like 600K for him, so... Yeah, not if you
0: brought him in after his like twelve game, twelve game hot streak of averaging near one twenty, you would just be spewing.
1: Yeah, it's not what you want from a premium defender. I think people for next season at least are going to have a hard look at Heath Shaw and actually have to consider whether or not he's a lock for their backlines.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, we'll jump into uh, the next game there, mate. Uh, power. And the Crows, the uh, showdown is going to be absolute ripper. Riley O'Brien out for Sam Jacobs. Jacobs is back after having a, a couple weeks off for the rest. Some big outs for Port Adelaide. Uh, Charlie Dixon, who really needs to pull his finger out as well. It's just another year of him doing nothing like he did at the Gold Coast. Uh, Chad Wingard out with a hamstring. That will see his year done. Logan Austin was a a, a late pick uh, rookie for the... Some people are trying to find some cash in Supercoach. Jack Need, Jay Schultz, and Jimmy Tumpers coming in for the power. How do you see this game going down, mate?
1: Look, Chad Wingard is out. He's the match winner in these showdowns. I think Adelaide's just going to roll them. Not sure it's even going to be a good game, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it's going to be an absolute thrashing in my eyes. Uh, we're really hoping that Robbie Gray stands up. Um, he's been uh, up and down over the last couple months or so. Um, I'm really hoping that he can up his uh, his average of only 98 over the last three rounds and pump out a decent score.
1: I hope he uh, gets rested forward quite a bit when they're getting pumped and then he can get forward status for next year.
0: Yeah, that's a, a big one seeing as we'll lose a lot of them. Um, we'll jump into the next game, uh, Collingwood and the Suns there, mate. Really not uh, too exciting changes-wise, maybe?
1: Well, Taylor Adams is out. He'll, he's definitely in a lot of people's draft teams, so that's probably big news. I don't mm. think he's going to play again for the rest of the season. Ben Crocker is in for Collingwood, not very super coach relevant, although Tom Phillips holds his spot for the Pies, which is surprising given how poor he was last week. But he's uh, on the bench, so people that might want to be able to loophole him, I'm not sure he's going to pump out a decent score, but... As I said before, anything's better than a zero if you're in that situation. Yep. Or the Gold Coast Suns, though, they do have a big inclusion. I'd say big, uh, just based on the other yeah, inclusions sure of the round. Has.
0: Yeah, he's back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Braden Fiorini is in for his first game. Unfortunately, he didn't make it through the whole year not playing, so we don't get a perfectly priced rookie for next year. But uh, I think he had 40 touches last week in the knee uh,
0: Yeah, basically 40 touches... Best on ground. Uh, Two weeks before that, he had 31 touches and four goals in another kneeful outing. He's only played eight games this year. He had about uh, 12 games off um, after he injured his knee. They immediately thought it was an ACL, but um, he seems to have recovered from that. But this guy is just a ball magnet. His second kneeful game, he had 32 touches 32 touches in his second game against the men. Just ridiculous. And I'll just read out some of his uh, his stats from his draft year. He averaged 32 touches at a disposal efficiency of uh, 75%. Contested possession of 31%. So he's a little bit outside. But he also had 3.3 tackles a game. Um, The only thing is he doesn't usually hit the scoreboard. um, But he had the best numbers of any outside midfielder in the TAC Cup um, it just absolutely ridiculous. This guy averages the fourth most champion data ranking points. That super coach points, um, and lead the competition in uncontested possessions.
1: Yeah, I was really looking forward to uh, getting on him next year, but I'm not sure if he's at 200k. He could even be worth it next year, depending on who leaves Gold Coast and their their fixtures. But uh, he's definitely one to watch for this week for people that want to watch a game at the night because. Really, the football this weekend, the fixtures don't really inspire, so it might be worthwhile investing some time into rookies for next year.
0: The disappointing thing was, is not only would he have been cheap next year, but he's an absolute elite user of the ball. He had the third best kicking efficiency of anyone to average above 20 disposals. And uh, in his three under-18 championship games, even though he only averaged 15 touches, he recorded the best kicking rating of anyone in the competition. So his use of the ball is just brilliant.
1: Yeah, it's it's sad but there's nothing we can do. We just watch him hope he does well and yeah, keep an eye on him for next year.
0: Yeah, sounds good mate. Um next game. let's just hope they just uh stick him up forward and don't give him a, a run in the centre.
1: <laughs> That's probably not what we want. Just, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's good on him for me, for uh, getting his first first game. So hopefully, hopefully, it's a good one.
0: Yeah, uh, interesting. Uh, Carlton and Melbourne uh, coming up against each other. It'll be interesting uh, if the uh, Swans do get up because it really uh, will incentivise Melbourne. Uh, if if North do get up, it will be interesting to see what Melbourne team comes out on, on the uh, the day. Uh, Sam Mead, uh, Wiedemann, uh, Viv Meachy he'll be on the extended bench. Alex Neil, the extended bench. Uh, Liam Sumner. Andreas Everett and Nick Graham, um, interesting out of those who will get a game for Carlton. Melbourne have just uh, been on a bit of a hot streak lately, mate.
1: Yeah, they have. They've been playing some good footy and I would not be surprised if North lose and next week Melbourne need to win to make finals.
0: Yeah, and it'd be really interesting when they go down to skilled stadium uh, a, a, against a team that they won against down there last year.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. This is That's what I want to happen just purely for you know everyone said after round nine the afl finals were set no teams coming in and no teams coming out and they've basically been right the whole year so it'd be good in the final week just for that to change change things up and it'd be good for afl i think as well
0: it'd be good for uh paul roos and he, he final last couple games uh coaching melbourne to actually uh pull them from the depths and send them into september action
1: yeah exactly and I mean, it's been been a bit boring already knowing who's in finals this whole time. So a spanner in the works is definitely something that would be good coming into the last week. And I, it's Melbourne supporters have been patient, looking forward to this, uh, you know, time. I mean, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. They still need to beat Geelong in Geelong, but you know, it's very possible, and they're in form. and I, I really hope they beat Carlton.
0: Yeah. Any chance they regress next year without Paul Rose?
1: There's always a chance, but you know, they've got such a young list. They're building. Or, you know, they're going to get another good draft pick. I mean, everything points to them getting better and better.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Uh, do you want to take take us through the absolute amazing game of the Lions and the Cats at the Gabba on Sunday afternoon?
1: Probably the best game of the round. Uh, Michael Close is out with a knee injury, so that's probably going to be the deciding factor in this game. Um, no close, no Lions, I hear they always say. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Mackey is in for Cats, Pretty much no big news coming to this game. Tom Bell is back in. He's so missed a lot of footy. That's not very exciting, to be honest.
0: It's going to be an absolute smorgasbord for uh, uh, Patrick Dangerfield. Named alongside him is our mate Cam Guthrie, the uh, Ablett trade from a few weeks ago.
1: Well... You know what? He's outscored Ablett, hasn't he? So, good trade. He's <laughs> definitely
0: a good trade. I'm just looking up his, uh, his stats from the year. Look, he's been on a five-round average of 87. You say that's, uh, that's probably not a bad trade for, for Ablett if uh, you've been listening to the podcast the last couple of weeks where he was traded out.
1: <laughs> I still can't believe you have all the options in the world and you pick Cam Guthrie. It's like, ah, yeah. oh, wow.
0: Drives me insane. Uh, We'll jump into the next game. Essendon and the Bulldogs. Your boy, the Bont, is going to go absolutely insane. My boy, Darcy Parrish, comes in just to to wrap up the rising star, basically, Uh, alongside Mason Redman, Kyle Langford, and Mark Jamar. Out goes James Polkinghorne. On the uh, Bulldogs side of things, Toby McLean, Kobe Stevens, Will Minson is in, and Rourke Smith. Unfortunately for you, my friend, Matt Suckling's out.
1: Again i got to deal with suckling out, and Adam's just nowhere to be seen, still not back on the Bulldog side, which means I have to use my bench again. It's just uh, not been a good season.
0: Yeah, it, it's uh, a struggle straight. Does that mean uh, you're running a Hamelman this week?
1: I have to run a Hamelman this week. It's absolutely just <laughs> killing me. Oh, that's you know I think he's averaging like 40, and his last couple is scored below 40. It's, I, I'm almost tempted to just feel the donut just to send a strong <laughs> just message so You out. have
0: to have him on there.
1: I just don't want to see it anymore. It's just depressing.
0: Yeah, that's horrible, mate. Um, really, really uh, not exciting. I'm kind of just uh, hoping that we can quickly come around to the trade period because I just uh, I'm getting really excited about that uh, number one pick.
1: <laughs> uh, it's going to certainly be interesting. I wonder what you're going to do with it. I don't know if you'll trade it or not, but I'm certainly interested to find out.
0: It'll be. It'll need to be something really substantial, like. Uh, um, you know, chuck in a, a, a Patty Dangerfield uh, with a Joel Selwood, and we might we might part with it.
1: <laughs> I think you're you're more likely to get a couple first rounders out of the GWS, but I won't I won't let you down and say Dangerfield and Selwood for pick one is off the table.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate, we might as well uh, do what we usually do and jump into some captaincy options: uh, Hawthorne and West Coast Eagles. Interesting, maybe a Pritis or something like that you could look at, Uh, but I think there's some uh, much better options this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, Hawthorne generally give up big numbers in the midfield, so Pritis is probably going to actually score decently. I'm not sure he's going to be vice-captain worthy, but if you want a unique option and you're in the finals and you're an underdog and you have Pritis, it's a first game, so if you put your VC on somebody your opponent can't copy them, uh, it's not the worst option.
0: Um, also will uh, useful to mention that We're into the prelim Finals now And uh, you know your captaincy option can make a difference um, Pistol, what do you think about uh, The two different types of captaincies That we can do this year Do you uh, run a VC um, Kind of defensively By seeing what your opponent's going after The first game or so Trying to predict who they might VC Based on their team Or do you try and pick someone Other than what you think they'll pick To try and get the jump on them
1: I think it really depends on your uh, unique players and if you're the favourite or the underdog into the match. Obviously, if you're the favourite, the best tactics is always going to be just copy your opponent, get the win, get the job done. Um, a lot of people don't know if they're the favourite or so then they just try to copy each other and see how they're going and play it by ear. But if you are an underdog, um, your opponent's probably going to copy you, in which case the best possible strategy is to chuck the VC on someone on Friday night because your opponent won't know who you're putting it on and then it's locked in, and they miss a chance to copy your captain choices.
0: Yep, yeah, so that would be an instance where you might choose a, a Pritis or something for the VC.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, interesting enough, I've looked up Pritis super supercoach scores by opponent, and the highest scoring team besides North Melbourne, so second highest scoring team, is against Hawthorne.
0: Yeah, well, that's interesting, especially because he's at home. Um, He could absolutely rip it up And he's got a 5 round average of 118 So he's been in what you can call pretty decent form
1: And Nick Nat's back So you know Yeah exactly right So I'm not saying If you're in a comfortable position I definitely wouldn't put the VC on Prittis But if you're trying to be sneaky You're an underdog Strategy wise it's really not a bad move Or if you have Nick Nat I mean that's also a great move
0: Yeah okay Um, The Sydney guys coming up against North Melbourne We did mention it before it's a little bit. I'm gonna. I know that they're all absolutely fantastic options. I think it's a little bit worrying them playing at Blundstone Arena, where the weather can be such a massive, in fact, uh, impact on uh, disposal efficiency that we could see uh, some scores just absolutely ruined just by the fact of the weather.
1: Yeah, Hanbury's picked up quite a few clangers in the last, you know, six weeks or so. So I don't know if he's gonna go back to those ways, but. Who knows? It's really a lottery with the the Sydney midfielders. I mean, any one of them could explode on any given day. But again, I feel like there's safer options, so I probably probably a pass from me.
0: Yeah, interesting uh, that Hannes is now out of the state. He might have uh, some better hookups through his nose nose candy to get his form back. <laughs> um, Richmond and St Kilda is big for me. I really like the idea of VC seeing Dusty, who only put up 97 last week, even though he had some uh, some 36 touches, something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean. He's in fantastic form anyway, regardless of last week. He's getting the ball. heaps. just got to use it better. And playing against the Saints, you know, it's not like they're particularly strong. Um, so, yeah, it's probably going to put up a good score. I think he's certainly a good option. And at the moment, my VC is on Dusty, so... There we yeah, go.
0: Interesting. Um, he's obviously, oh, I think we're all in an agreement that he's only going to be a, a, a mid next year. Um, his d- disposal efficiency was only at 63% last week, and I think that's why it, it kept him under that, uh, that 100 supercoach mark.
1: Yeah, and it's probably only going to get better as well. So he's averaging 110 for the year. So even if he's a midfield only next year, certainly one to watch.
0: And just remember exactly how poor he started and how some uh, unlucky coaches traded him out before round five. And since then, he's been uh, averaging something like 115, 120, something around there.
1: Yeah, looks good to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Um, We'll jump into... Uh, Fremantle and GWS. GWS are going to put up some uh, massive scores on Fremantle. It'd be interesting, uh, a bit of a unique option. The only reason that I'm mentioning it, uh, someone like a a Callum Ward, a Dylan Shield, a Coniglio, something like that is... uh, In these prelims, you've got two options that we've mentioned before. You can go defensive or you can go attacking. You can uh, put a last minute VC on on a Ward or someone like that just to try and catch your opponent off guard. Um, You know, Ward comes out with a a 140 and puts up a really good score. Um, Not only is he a unique option, but he's also fairly unique as a, a player itself. Um, only in 16% of teams, you could uh, really uh, stand your part? Because your captaincy option this week, Pistol, has to be nailed. Otherwise, that's game over.
1: Yeah, pretty much. You don't have room for mistakes. So I would certainly, I I think we've forgot the option of if you have a unique player against your opponent, they're also, you have to consider them as options. Um, Ward, Caniglio especially, I think, could put up a particularly big score. They are at home. So if you have one of those uh, unique giant midfielders, they're certainly a VC candidate this week.
0: Yeah, we'll jump into uh, Collingwood and Gold Coast. And the reason that I'm mentioning this is because Scott Pendlebury is a unique in my prelim final this week in one of my leagues. And I'm smacking the VC straight on him because if he comes out with a a good score at Etihad Stadium against the Gold Coast, not only is he a great VC, but he's an extremely unique captain choice for me in this game.
1: Did you say Pendlebury is a unique in your preliminary final? Yes, yes. I do not believe you there is no way that you made the prelims
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah right oh righto some uh, dr. supercoach League is sitting at 60 uh, the 60th hardest league so I'm, I'm happy that uh, I i even part of the league there, mate. Um, I think I'm lost. Yeah, just just remember on total points uh, where I'm finishing rather than my league position, mate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So Scott Pendlebury, um, even though he had that ankle scare not that long ago, I'm really liking him as a VC on Saturday night considering that I have gone on Sunday.
1: Yeah, Adams is out as well, so that's I know high-scoring midfielder gone. I think Collingwood will want to win for the fans. Last week they put in a great performance, didn't quite get the job done this week. They can certainly uh, get the job done. Um, I think Pendlebury is just going to score well. He has another week rest for the ankle. Not much not to like, so yeah, I'm p- putting my big C on him.
0: Yeah, the showdown uh, will be interesting. Rory Sloan, obviously uh, a really interesting choice for those um uh, that want to pick him, he he. There's a, a, a plethora of uh, of people that you could pick. He's not high on my list at the moment. Uh, someone that is high on my list is Maxi Gorn. Um, he was uh, my VC last week after I nailed uh, Rockliffe with the 159. But he's just he's averaging 122 this year, coming off 151, f- a three round average of 142. Like that, that's your captaincy option sold. Like sold. I'm um, just let me have him.
1: Yeah, ah, he's in unbelievable form. If you have Gorn, you know, put the C on him or put the VC if you've got the Bont or someone that we'll talk about later, or Dangerfield, you can't really go wrong if you if you have at least VC or C on Gorn.
0: Yeah. Uh, who from the Brisbane Lions and Geelong and Essendon and Bulldogs games do you like as uh, captaincy options, my friend?
1: I think you've got to look at Selwood and Dangerfield and yep. then in the other game, Bontempelli. And, and it's hard to go past Zach Merritt. I know it's... a. Unusual to consider a forward, but he's just pumping out good numbers week by week. You know, last Eddie had stadium, so yeah, just he certainly has to be considered.
0: Yeah, averaging 115 in his last five. Last week he had 38 touches, uh, even though ten only ten were contested. He's uh, definitely a good option against the Dogs. I think the Bont um, is one to really really look at. He is just absolutely shredding games apart, even when he gets attention.
1: Yeah, he's averaging 116.8 in his last five games, which is just insane. He's been incredible. I think there's going to be a lot of people starting with him next year on the back of his second half of this year performance. I mean, against Dons, unless he even if he rests forward for half the game, you know he's going to kick goals as well. So he's certainly a great option.
0: Yeah. Uh, Interesting to note that uh, Paddy Dangerfield uh, only averaging 114 on his last three.
1: Still 130 for the year, so can't keep a good man down. Still and only averaging uh,
0: 119 in his last five.
1: You're trying to talk him down just because you're the only person in the world that doesn't own Dangerfield.
0: Uh, last two scores of 99 and 101. Uh, it'd be a very interesting. Uh, I, I don't think he's captain worthy.
1: Let's see how you go in the prelims without... Dangefield and your opponent having Dangefield as captain as a unique against you for this week and potentially next week?
0: No, I'm happy uh, going in with Pendles as a unique. I, I think Danger's is cooked.
1: <laughs> I guess only time will tell.
0: <laughs> I, I don't really like uh, Selwood either. 91 off his last three, mate. Only 106 off his last five.
1: It's Brisbane. They're not playing for anything. Geelong need to win. They need to make the top four. They need to try and make as high up, close to the top two as they can. So... They're going to try and win. They're going to try and win by a lot. You know, <laughs> points will be coming for them. Um, neither are about an option.
0: Yeah, just a side note that uh, uh, Selwood had 142 on Brisbane earlier in the year, which uh, you'd say is a fairly good score, Pistol?
1: 142 solid. I'd definitely take that in the heartbeat.
0: Yeah, and uh, Danger had a lazy uh, 166, so maybe they are worth considering.
1: <laughs> Possibly. Who really knows? <laughs>
0: All right, we'll jump into uh, what we think is question of the week here, Pistol. We've been getting this a lot on the Facebook page. I'm going to run it by you. It's a question uh, Nathan Wright posted up on the uh, the post uh, on Facebook. I've got a predicament this week, Pistol. I have two trades it? remaining for the year. Do I trade this week in order to bolster my side in the prelim final, or do I hold them for injuries just in case uh, for the grand final?
1: It's a great question. I know lots of people are in the same boat, so... My take on it is it mostly depends on your opponent, if you're the underdog or you're the favourite, and if your opponent has trades or not. If there are out the trades and you're the favourite, you can kind of play it by ear, depending on who you want to trade in and see how your week's going, considering you don't need to trade um, before the matches start. So, um, yeah, you can see how you're tracking and, and make a judgement call. However, if you have to win, like, look, you, you don't want to make it to the grand final and... Sorry, you do want to make it to the grand final. You don't no, I I really
0: don't want to make it there to be <laughs> honest. Like I'm I'm very happy just finishing the prelim. It's uh, you know,
1: like that I'm I'm
0: just proud of that effort.
1: You don't wanna lo- you don't wanna win. <laughs> you don't wanna win.
0: You've lost you've lost your marbles, mate. how about you start again?
1: You don't wanna lose in the prelims and that's hold right. two trades and say what could have been if I made the grand final and I had two trades to burn. You want it, you have to be in it to win it. So you need a win this week. Focus on this week. Get the win. Make it to the grand final and try and win. If you can use one trade this week to get over the line and one trade next week, you're probably in a good position. But it mostly depends on your opponent. And if you're really not short, I think the best option is to use them because you can't hold them. If you lose the match, you're out. That's it.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. I've been uh, hoarding trades uh, the last couple of weeks just to cover injuries. Uh, Last week, I was able to get Dalhouse at a steal for lids, and this week I had just enough cash uh, to upgrade carriage uh, to a Toby Green, who was my um, just kind of, my choice going into the last couple of rounds. I think he's going to absolutely kill it this week against Fremantle. So he's a uh, my, my bit of a unique going into the prelim. I really hope my opponent doesn't listen to this podcast, actually. Um, so that, that'll be interesting uh, there, Pistol. You, I, I totally agree with your sentiment there. You've got to be in it to win it. What's the point? You got like you got to put your best foot forward. What's the point of having um, a couple of trades left over and fielding the likes of like a, a Petrarca or a Carriage at like F six with those trades left over when you clearly can use them to bolster your side and get yourself into that grand final? Because anything can happen in a grand final. Like both teams, there's going to be ins and outs all over the place next week, and you know whether you have two trades or not next week, you, you might have six donuts and that's it anyway.
1: Exactly right. So I think we're focusing on the uh, same points, trying to drive it home. It's You've got to be in it to win it, trade if you can, and make the grand final.
0: Yeah. Um, I would be uh, definitely pushing, so I've used my last trade to get in green. Um, are you using any trades this week, Pistol? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I'm certainly using all my trades this week. Um, I've got a grand total of zero left, so I'll be using... <laughs> I'll be using all of them to uh, get rid of the suckling Adams dilemma in my back line that has plagued me for about five weeks now.
0: Yeah, absolutely uh, terrible for you, mate. I just find it even more hilarious every week, so I uh, just thought I'd mention it there. Um, obviously, the other big news coming out of uh, the AFL this uh, this week is, uh, or today is Michael Hurley signing on with Essendon for uh, basically a bajillion years.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty upset about that. I think yesterday and the day before Collingwood started getting into talks with Hurley and then before you know it, Hurley's re-signed.
0: Yeah, for eight hundred grand a season I think they're paying a little bit under for him.
1: He's a star. I've wanted him so badly, but you know, good on you for retaining all your or yes. most of your important players throughout the whole scandal. So uh
0: All we need yeah, is uh, we need Joe we need Job to retire, free up like eight hundred K salary cap and then you know we can trade that first round pick for danger.
1: I'll, I'll let you uh, it, Can I ask you a question If Dangerfield goes to Essendon w- Will you select him next year?
0: Oh hell yeah Are you
1: kidding me? <laughs> and w- If you had to choose one Between Dangerfield and Darcy Parish Who would you choose?
0: Nah the Paz Always Darcy Parish Even though he's going to be Completely awkwardly priced next year And the second year blues Are going to happen he can, he'll, he'll find a spot In my midfield for sure
1: <laughs> First big player Darcy Parish
0: Oh, yeah, well, the thing is, he's going to get uh, forward eligibility anyway, so I might just stick him at, uh, like, F4 to start the year.
1: Sounds like maybe a bit of Nathan Fife Pelly forward breakout type.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I still remember that year when, when Fife was uh, uh, forward eligible and he banged out, like, 100 in his second year. That's what Paz is going to do. There it is right there. I've said it. 100 next year.
1: <laughs> All right, well, look, looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. Lovely to have you on the podcast again, Pistol. Penultimate round... We got one more left. It'd be uh, interesting. Are you in any uh, any finals coming into the uh, the end of the year?
1: I can safely say that I did not make finals. Um, I am in tough leagues, though. I'm pretty sure all of mine, but one, aren't in the top 100 leagues, So massively underperformed and did not make the finals.
0: Look, I'll give you I'll give you a quick tip. What you do is you because you can jump into multiple leagues. You choose the tough ones, the one that you take serious, and then you just. You choose like a, a a public league that's just got spuds in it that don't play it after like round four, and it's just that little little bit of excitement you need towards the end of the year when you're <laughs> you're in the preliminary final, you know what I mean?
1: The confidence you get when you you beat somebody that traded Gaz to Guthrie. I mean there's nothing like it.
0: mate, i I top scored in the doctor uh, uh, the doctor Supercoach admin League last week and uh, didn't didn't even make it off the bottom of the ladder, so it's a really it's a somber feeling, I tell you that much.
1: <laughs> well, some some admins have had extraordinary years A couple uh, in the top thousand So, unfortunately, it wasn't us But next year, I'm quite confident it will be
0: Yeah, we've got Damon, I love Miller Coming up against Nathan's No prior opportunity, the winner going through to the grand final uh, Turned down for Watts is uh, Lachlan's team And Squishy Academy by Brian Coming up against each other in the other prelim final uh, It'll be interesting uh, Do we actually have one of those Supercoach rings That we're going to hand out for the winner?
1: No, we definitely don't, um, which is great news because I wasn't a chance this year. Next year, though, definitely getting on those rings. I think um, probably should mention, I know some people are interested, um, Damon and uh, Nathan, so I love Miller no prior opportunity, who are battling off for a spot in the grand final, are ranked uh 477 and 527 respectively. So both doing pretty well and uh, only one of them makes it to the grand final.
0: Yeah, and uh, Nathan, no prior opportunity, 127, turned down for Watts uh, and Squishy Academy at 3K. So the, the top half of the admin league uh, just gives us an absolute thrashing, mate.
1: Yeah, yeah, just just got destroyed. So uh, better luck for us next year.
0: Yeah, uh, interesting to note that uh, Doc Supercoach will be running a, a draft next year so all the admins can uh, draft against each other.
1: <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Looking forward to
0: it. Yeah, if anyone takes Parish with their first pick and then just like makes me trade Danger or whatever, just so I can have Parish, it's going to be a smart move.
1: <laughs> Let's uh maybe we can do a fantasy podcast, or maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe have some uh, community members in the league next year as well.
0: Yeah, Jackson C- Jacoby is going to be number one. Uh, I have, I ever think, Fo- I think Fozzy Wolf would be probably number two. Um, all right, mate, I'm going to sign off here. It's getting pretty late. Um, get this podcast up, ready for the guys. Thanks for coming on, Champion.
1: No worries. And again, if you enjoyed the podcast, I uh, will be putting up the uh, donation link for the Cancer Council. So thanks to everyone who is donating. We are awfully close to the $1,200 mark. So hopefully we crack that by next week. And... Yeah, looking forward
0: to the week of the footy. Remember, donate for donuts. A's putting in 20 bucks a donut. Luckily, his team's so good that he hasn't had to put in too much so far. Um, Pistol, if you were putting in uh, 20 bucks, you, you wouldn't be able to pay tuition fees.
1: <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure if I put in $0.20 cents per donut, I also wouldn't be able to pay tuition <laughs> fees. It's been that bad.
0: All right, yeah, and I'm going to sign off. I'll talk to you later. All
1: right, catch you later. See you, community.